the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, everyone. This is Gwendolyn. Hi. Yes, I sound scratchy today. My computer was changed out, and my audio systems are not working up to snuff, and I apologize for that, but I say to you anyway, welcome. Welcome to the Visual Workplace, our weekly radio show on letting the workplace speak. And each week, we look at some aspect of that, about how to embed our intelligence, our operational intelligence, into the living landscape of work through visual devices. These devices hold our intelligence. They are our knowledge base. They are expressions of our need to know and our need to share. And we install this visual language so that our performance is also embedded. We have an embedded operational system. We have an embedded performance system. And because it is embedded, because it is physical, it gives us feedback. We are constantly able to see if we are executing the components of our work correctly because the device itself gives us feedback. It also basically tells us what to do, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, how much to do, if we did it, if we didn't. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. And the enterprise begins to speak. First, we do it bench by bench nursing station by nursing station, bed by bed, desk by desk, and then it spreads, it spreads, it spreads to the department, and then the department link, links up, link up. We call them visual linkages between departments, and the language becomes a language of our work and a language of the work culture. And what's the benefit? You will see a 15% we all but put it in writing, even on the radio, a 15% increase in productivity, even if you're currently lean. If you're not lean, that can move up to 30. This creates the groundwork. Visuality creates the groundwork in which you can then launch a very powerful and effective lean transformation. And on top of that, especially if you're going from traditional for example, manufacturing to uh, flow manufacturing, taking the silos away, creating streams of value, the culture will be prepared for that change. And yes, I'm talking about operators in this case, but I'm also talking about supervisors and managers because they will have learned how to capture their work and how to mm, shape their work through visuality. Mm, Splendid cultural alignment. 
either in preparation for or strengthened after a lean conversion. The enterprise becomes increasingly conscious, fluid, self-aware. I say again, oh, wonderful, oh, wonderful. So welcome. I'm really glad to talk to you today. I apologize again for the sound. Let me let that stand for the rest of our time together. Today, we will cure things by the next time we uh, we meet. But this was kind of sudden. We've been having difficulties uh, all this week. We kind of thought we got it cured yesterday. And I uh, we're not quite there yet. So I want to let you know that podcasts are available on our website. We now have all the podcasts grouped by um, category, visual leadership, 5S, infrastructure, uh, smart, simple design, smart placement. They're all grouped there. Many, many, <laughs> many, many companies are uh, using that as um, a kind of tutorial, and that's very good. And the podcasts are available. They're also available from iTunes. You can simply download them. And, you know, we're going to send out to our list. If you're not on our list, please send your email to radio at visual workplace, at, sorry, to radio at visualworkplace.com. Please send your uh, email. And we're going to be sending out, we call it blasting, blasting a list um, of all of our groupings of podcasts. We have over 100, and, I think we are up to 130 of them now, something close to that. <clears throat> And we have interviews as well, radio at visualworkplace.com. I also want to mention um, that we have a standalone on-demand webinar series, 14, if you count again, 15 uh, self-standing pre-recorded webinars on operator-led visuality based on my book, Work That Makes Sense. Many, many companies are using them, using the full implementation system and uh, I've done the recording, so I try to bring into it all of the levels of visuality that I've come to learn, to know, and to love. We think that it really is a great system of transformation and um, a deep, providing a deep understanding of visuality for operators so they become inventive and uh, contributing on the improvement level. You can drop us an email at any time for more information on that radio at visualworkplace.com. Visit our website, visualworkplace.com. We also have another website that's uh, called Visually Smart, visually-smart.com, where we uh, talk about the video, the uh, webinar system. And I have uh, three events coming up. I might have one coming up in China this summer. I'm so excited about that. My great friend Stephen Lee and his colleague, David Chaw, if I'm saying that correctly, are organizing something in China, and I, I so look forward to that. Uh, I look forward to it because Stephen has been such a, he has fallen in love with visual, and it makes it very easy. <laughs> it's like talking about your children or a beautiful flower when you find somebody who admires the same thing, and uh, he is now doing translations into Chinese uh, and uh, beginning to spread the word himself. So I'm very, very pleased to be in relationship with him. I also want to say I had a wonderful phone call yesterday from Romania, from um, a small consulting group in Romania where I was about five years ago. And what a wonderful, intelligent, rich uh, uh, country Romania is. I'm so impressed by the openness 
the hunger for knowledge and for improvement in that country that has suffered so many years of um, of trials, but they're completely they are coming out of it, and it's very very impressive and heartwarming and exciting. So we hope to uh, develop a relationship in Romania. Perhaps this will be it. I'll tell you more as things as things uh, actually develop in real time. The uh, three seminars we're doing on May the 14th and 15th under the uh, sponsorship of AME, Association for Manufacturing Excellence. We're doing, pardon me, um, visual thinking and a plant assessment of Kim Ray, a a very fine uh, company in Oklahoma City. You can find out about that on our website, visualworkplace.com, or on the AME website, ame.org. Uh, that's the 14th and the 15th in Oklahoma City. On June 3rd through the 5th, for three days, we're doing visual thinking, visual leadership, and a visual side assessment of Benchmade Knife here in Portland. We don't have the publicity out on that yet, but it'll come soon. June 11th and 12th, I'll be at the Royal Mail doing visual leadership. The Royal Mail in the UK, I'm really excited. I've been in mail worked with mail processing uh, plants, and uh, I'll tell you, visuality is a big, 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 big help there. But I also love the accent <laughs> when I go to the U.K. I'll just keep talking. To, just read the telephone book. <laughs> I'm one of those Americans who are crazy about uh, the English. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, just uh, a very strong bias in me. And on the 17th and 18th of June, we will be at... Hotel Chocolat, and I tell you, if you sign up for that, you're going to get a lot of chocolate and a lot of really great chocolate, but they also are very sincere about their improvement efforts, and uh, it will also be a visual site assessment, not a tour, but a, how do you assess a site, and in this case, one that is at the beginning of its lean, of its lean journey and at the beginning of its visual journey, and it should be, it's very interesting to learn how to see and then how to calibrate what are the first steps? What does this particular facility need in order to move forward? They don't need everything at once. They need something first. And that assessment is um, the way you learn how to calibrate that. So we hope you join us in one of those places. If I go to China, it'll be uh, in July or it'll be September, October. We, we will let you know. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled at that. So today is our mailbag day. That is, we are specifically in a series called Visual Leadership, Becoming a Leader of Improvement. We've been talking about visual displays and the role of supervisors in that leadership paradigm. And you have been sending us emails. We're in our ninth show today on that. You've been sending us emails to radio at visualworkplace.com. And uh, and today is the day that we're going to go over some of those questions. We answer all of them. I respond to you directly when you email, or if you give us a phone, we will call. I will call. If you're out of the country, give us your Skype handle, and we will reach out to you that way. And we pick five people. This is now where we finally landed on a policy that I'm pretty sure will stay in place about giving you books. We draw five names a month from the emails that we get, and we send out those five books. You can pick one of my books from our library, 
one of my visual books, or if you don't like any of those, we'll send you a book of poetry by my brother, Gary Galsworth, his wonderful book of poetry called Yes, Yes. Hands down, it's the pick of the lot. <laughs> and he has a new one coming out later this year. I'm also going to interview him. He was visiting about three weeks ago. I haven't seen him in about three years. And we worked on his next book of poetry. I spent a day and a half with my brother, and it was all about his new poems. And it was such a pleasure. Uh, Anyway, you can pick that if you wish. Uh, My book on visual leadership is not yet out. We are republishing visual systems. We are almost ready to publish Smart Simple Design, which will be terrific. I think that's going to happen in the next two months. We're down to the illustrations, and, oh, that has been such a haul. When it comes out again, we'll probably do a short series on Smart Simple Design so that um, uh, you all become reacquainted with that. All of my books are available, the ones that are in print on Amazon, most of them in Kindle and print on demand in case you're out of uh, the country. So today is our mailbag uh, show, and we have picked out some questions to answer, and we really love your questions. You know, questions are a sure sign that there's interest and that you want to learn something new. So we have a great crop, and today is also a call-in show. So call in, and here's the deal. You call in, you get a book. You call in, even if I'm not able to talk to you because we run out of time or something of that sort, you'll get a book, and then we'll ask you to call back the next time. We'll be doing call-in shows about every four to five to six weeks so that we respect your emails and answer them, but also get some substance, keep going with the substance and with the... uh, with sharing what I know. So let's begin. I want to begin with this question because it's an interesting one and some of you may have it as well. This question came from George H. He works in a transformer plant in Georgia. Isn't that a nice coincidence? George is a supervisor and his boss has recently introduced him to something that you may be familiar with called supervisor standard work. And he asks, what's the difference between Supervisor standard work and visual leadership. Great question. I'd like to begin my answer. Supervisor standard work is part, first of all, let me define what that is. It's part of a larger construct called leader standard work. And its purpose is to give, to provide supervisors with a set of routine tasks in order to eliminate the guesswork of what do I do and what do I do today for floor managers and team leaders. It stabilizes that performance description. It's a way of providing supervisors, sometimes called leaders and sometimes they actually are, with a larger, more contributing role instead of just focusing on firefighting and letting the crisis shape and rule our day. Supervisor standard work, leader standard work, makes important, makes clear important components of the supervising routine. And they usually take the form of a set of questions. And you can easily make these visual, put them on your supervisors, put them on your board, laminate them and go through them. You can even put how much time they should take. And you can use it as a kind of submetric. So when you come in, you have a set of tasks. Midday, you do another group before you go home. You do that daily. There's a set of tasks to do weekly, monthly. It's kind of like a, 
a checklist, which can be very helpful, but it has a little, it has more substance to it. And I think it's very good. Let me give you an example of um, some daily items. And I like to see these lists kept to five. You really kind of hone them down so there's five. And they definitely can have a visual component. I think they're strengthened by it. I'll get to that in a moment. So, for example, here are five daily items. Check the manning levels. This is for manufacturing. Ensure the materials have arrived. Identify potential problems. Clearly as a task, not wait until the problem happens and make note of it, but look for the problems in the making and make note of it. Submit the KPI report. That was number four. Organize for tomorrow or ask these questions for tomorrow. And all of that is very important. But it is not exactly the same, broadly speaking, as preparing the way to lead. Because leading requires a shift in identity. Not just a shift in behavior, but behavior that begets a shift in identity. So I'm going to pick up some more of this. I'll give you some visual components of both leader standard work and uh, which are very, very good bridges to move to visual leadership. Visual leadership is a broader concept. So we'll build on that uh, after a break. I'll see you in just a moment. Thanks. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you're listening to the visual workplace work that makes sense with dr gwendolyn galsworth if you have a question or comment about today's program please call 1-866-472-5790 that's toll free 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi there, this is Gwendolyn. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to the Visual Workplace, where we are on a mailbag, sorry, on a mailbag day. We are taking your questions about visual leadership, and we're in the midst of a question, and I just want to make a disclaimer. I know that the sound is off today. It's my own fault. Nevertheless, it's off, and there will be very little I can do about it uh, during the show. So I'm on a telephone instead of with my wonderful 
Yeti microphone and headset and little control room and oh, anyway, there it goes. So welcome back, and uh, we were in the midst of answering, responding to a question from George H. from Georgia. He was asking about the difference. He is asking about the difference between supervisor standard work, which his boss has been um, telling him about and showing him and asking him to participate in, and visual leadership. And for, George, I want to thank you very much for listening, and uh, I hope that this answer um, gives you um, enough. If not, give me a call, and uh, we'll talk about it further. Send me an email. So supervisor standard work, leader standard work, is important it's stabilizing, it creates reliability, and it has a visual component. And those components, the component uh, is an array. For example, production control boards, your scheduling boards, your visual scheduling boards, which are absolutely fundamental. You must have this. Even if your boss isn't asking you for it, I'm going to get to that in, in, in our next question from some folks from Honduras, but I'll explain it a little bit more. You have to make your schedule visual. You make your KPIs visual. If, you're, if your company has metrics, then you post those as well. And you use boards for just about everything. They're very, very useful to make these visual boards. But, and visual leadership can and will build on that, and it will take it further. So you can use supervisor standard work to give uh, kind of stability in order to then build the fuller leadership components on top of it, or you can create it in parallel or first, visual leadership first. The difference is this. Standard work is heavily organized, just what the title says, standardizing behavior, expectations, standardizing accountability, standardizing performance, all above the operator level. So we we're asking operators to do standard work. Now we're asking supervisors and managers to do it. And the managing, the supervising becomes more predictable, more reliable. It definitely gives supervisors something to do between fires. It is important. It is evolutionary, and I respect its contribution. Visual leadership triggers many of the same changes, but its focus is on a wider description of performance. Its focus is on alignment and stability of outcomes, but it is also focused on helping the supervisor, the manager, cultivate a wider spectrum of capability, wider skills, vision, and therefore outcomes. Not just the tasks of work, but the fullness of the person, him or herself. So that work becomes an expression and a venue for self-awareness and a deeper level of self-sufficiency. That is why I talk about margin so much, using visuality to begin with to create margin for the supervisor. Yes, in standard work, supervisor standard work, you get margin, you get linearity, you get stability. But where do you go after that? What are you going to do with it? What is the contribution, your contribution, after stability is reached? Because there's this phenomenon amongst us humans. We love routine, but the flip side is we get bored. 
We love routine because it gives us a sense of safety. It gives us a sense of stability. But what about the other aspects of who we are, of our expression, our inventiveness, our desire, our need to contribute? So I applaud the stability, which I know for many of you is a longed-for dream in some companies is a kind of random chaos. It prevails, and standardizing anything calms the water. It's very important, but it doesn't bring you to excellence. It provides a needed positive predictability instead of the prediction that I'm going to go to work today, it's going to be chaos, and I know I'm right because it's happened for the last 17 years. But I, Gwendolyn, I long for something more at work. I long for a workplace where partnerships are cultivated and there's a rich and colorful unity as an outcome. And what makes that unity rich and colorful? For me, it's the I, the contributing I, the expressive I, the quiet and modest I. I know many people who are not noisy like me, but who make an equal and even a superior contribution. They're quiet, they're modest, they're highly effective, highly expressive. They're just not dramatic. (laughs) And then there's the rambunctious eye. So what I'm talking about is diversity. Partnerships across diversity. I don't see why the geek should have all the fun. You know, I have a lot of geek friends. They're total weirdos. And in their world, they have so much fun. They look grumpy, they act grumpy, they talk grumpy, but they're actually having a great deal of fun. Life is delicious. They're learning all the time. Why shouldn't that happen for us as well? I'm not a geek. We have fun at work. Or, you know, if fun sounds too frivolous, then let's say we grow. We go to work and we grow and we express and we enjoy and we contribute. So God bless leader standard work and supervisor standard work. It is a paradigm, an important one. It's a solution, an important one. It can help your culture shift. But I wonder if it is sufficiently powered to be a real cornerstone, a cornerstone of transformation. Transformation of the workplace and of the people who work there. Maybe. But I know for sure that visual leadership is. It takes us far, and then we take it farther, right? It teaches us, and then we tell us where we tell it where we want to go next. We become adept. So there's my question, George. I mean, sorry, there's my response to your question, George, from Georgia. And um, I hope that it, you, have, you found some part of it useful. Let's move on to question number two. This question comes from three supervisors who are listening to the show together, but that's not the all of it. They are listening to the show to improve their English. They are from Honduras. Isn't that fantastic? And I tell you, I, their question, their English is perfect. They write so Jorge, Julieta, and Carmen, Jorge M, Julieta R, and Carmen H, they work in a garment factory in Honduras. You write English better than I speak it. Congratulations. It's an excellent letter. Thank you. And the, the, the core of your question is simply this. How do I start leading visually? 
I'm just a supervisor. How do I start leading visually? I'm just a supervisor. Thank you very much for the wonderful question. And I'm so glad you're already a small group because it'll be easier. So to make the shift from what you are doing now to leading begins with what we were just talking about. You have to be able to see your work first. You can begin with supervisor standard work, but my feeling is you probably don't have anyone leading that charge or to begin with a visual display, and there's no one leading that charge either, probably. The garment industry is a a wonderful boon to the developing economies of the world, and they are becoming beginning to get on board in terms of both lean and visual. And soon there will be a demonstration of that because so many, many people work there and lean and visual can help so tremendously on all levels, on the levels of revenue, uh, cost savings, I should say, value add, and also culture. So I'm going to say to you, If you do not yet have a visible and clear production schedule, start there. I suspect you do, but it is probably a piece of paper. So your first step, if there isn't a production schedule, and there is, I know there is, have your production schedule in hand and then turn it into a board, a whiteboard, a piece of wood, Try to make that board flexible enough so you can make changes on it without having to redo everything all over again. If you have access to lamination, you can use that large piece of paper laminated. Find a place to post it and see if you can get it large enough to see at four feet. You want to be able to see it by standing in front of it four feet is the kind of uh, rule or guideline. It may take you, I suspect that it will, take you a couple of weeks to do just that. So take those couple of weeks. There's three of you. Talk to your boss. Tell him or her you want to try something. It's going to help your job. And tell them what you want to do. Believe me, your boss is going to be overjoyed that you're taking the initiative Because in helping yourself, you're going to be helping him or her. Okay? I've got more to say. We're going into our break. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you the story of my first, first, first ever visual display where I saw the need and the tool collide in a way that was so amazing. And we'll continue with your answer, Julieta, Jorge, and Carmen. Thank you very much for sending it in. And we're sending each of you a book, as uh, Heidi has told me. Okay, uh, be back in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, 
Visual Edge learning packages and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Game-changing technologies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up the status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome back to the third segment of the Visual Workplace this week. And we are dipping into our mailbag and asking a series, responding to a series of questions that have come from you that you've emailed in, and we want to thank you very much. And everyone whose uh, question we use on air will get a, a book, and then we will also draw five names from everyone who, um, who emails in, and you will get one of my books or one of my brother's books of poetry. <laughs> I have some other books, but I don't think that you'll be interested uh, yes, and and I wanted to say one other thing. Ah, yes, this is a call-in show, so please call in if you wish. I'll take your question immediately. Do not for a moment worry about that. I won't get to the questions because you know what? I'll just do them next week. I've done that often. Just pick it up next week. The listener call-in line is 866-472-5790, 472 We are always happy to hear from you. So just before the break, we were answering the, responding to the question of uh, Julieta, Carmen, and Jorge, who work in Honduras in a garment factory. They, are, they wrote in English, excellent English, how do I start leading visually? I'm a supervisor. And we're talking about in order to lead, to get to the place of leading, you have to have margin. And you cannot begin to find the margin for leading unless you get your work schedule under control. You have to be able to see it. It has to be visible. Now, what I'm describing now is creating visual scheduling. This is not the same as a visual display. A visual display will go further, and I'll explain that in a moment. But I promised you a story. This is a story that happened in 1999, 15 years ago. And it was I was always interested in production control boards and visual displays, but it wasn't until 
this particular thing happened that I felt the emotional need to do something about it. I saw supervisors struggling. I saw the amount of anxiety and the worry and the anger, the tension that supervisors expressed because they were not in control. And I was working at a plant just beginning with a plant that had been newly acquired by Trailmobile in Toronto. It had been privately held, and about three or four months after the acquisition, they asked me to come in, and the work culture was a mess. I mean, it, it was full of fear, full of fear and therefore anger, hate, accidents, all the things that happen when fear is present. And the supervisors were disappearing they would try to supervise the workforce. The workforce, of course, were, uh, you know, they had the legacy of anger and fear and, and um, an unsafe environment in every, every sense of the word. And I was, uh, we were going through the visual wear and as, with the operators, and as the operators began to learn about visuality, they began to form the language that was going to work for them the devices that were going to work for them. And one day I was walking by a welding area, wonderful welding area with Victor and another graceful man. Oh, my goodness. I see his face. His name will come to me in a moment. And, you know, when you work with welders, you actually, when they come up to you, you don't know who it is because they're wrapped, at least in this plant, they were wrapped. I remember bumping into a welder, um, one day I said, hello, who's in there? And the welder began to unwrap, unwrap, unwrap the um, protection around the head. And underneath it all was Cheryl. I said, Cheryl, <laughs> that's you. She said, hi. And then she wrapped herself up again and she looked just like everyone else. <laughs> anyway, I was in the area and there was a big piece of cardboard. And on the cardboard were strips of masking tape going horizontally across the cardboard. I would say it was five, about five by six. And what it was, it was a, a packing box that had been sliced up, and there was a piece of cardboard. And I looked, and there was little writing on these strips of uh, masking tape that there were probably 15 strips going down. I have a picture of it. I'm so lucky that I took a picture that day. And I said, well, tell me what this is. What is this? It looks like a list. And the operator said, this is our production schedule. I was stunned. This is our production schedule. We finally, we understood that we needed to be able to see it, not just get it from our supervisor, but to see it. And they made their own visual scheduling board. They had a wonderful spirit tell you that's about the Canadians are unbelievable in their in their heart and in their intelligence and their spirit they had a wonderful happy spirit and you know anybody who works around fire you get all the crap burned out of you by that fire and they were just wonderful people and they said see and and when we're done with with one with with one work order we just take off the masking tape and then we have what's left and I thought, oh, my God, I think that you see what I saw then. Their need was so desperate that they actually invented a visual display. They didn't know 
that had already existed as a tool. They simply knew they had a need to know, and they created a visual schedule. And, of course, after that, I said to the plant leader, I said, hey, let's have a, let's, let me train you in visual displays so your supervisors uh, can have a sense of control. And we did that, and their displays were fabulous. They had so many fabulous material handling displays because they were making trailers in this plant, lots of heavy metal moving these huge components on forklifts. Every time you open the door, all of the snows of Canada would blow into the plant, these huge doors. (laughs) We started in January. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nobody told me. And so what, what, so Julieta, Carmen, and Jorge, uh, this will give you a sense of stability, just as I was saying at the beginning of the show today about supervisor standard work. These visual devices will give you a sense of stability. They are required. So if that doesn't exist, do it. And having your schedule visible and changeable will help you enormously. It will buy you the margin that you need. Maybe not enough margin, but some. The schedule represents one level of your need to know. And of course, your need to know made visual is very, very often somebody else's need to know as well. So it becomes a a need to share. But take care of yourself first. And once you get that smoothed out, then shift to a different level of your need to know. So get the schedule, which you have on a piece of paper, get it visible, and as a second step, after this will take you two or three weeks. If that's short, then I want you to shift your focus to what's standing in your way, what's keeping you from achieving that production schedule, what are the bumps. Some of these bumps will be outside of your control. They're on a systems level but some of them will be within or nearly within your control. Focus on those. But I am not in favor of your simply setting up a flip chart or making another list. Lists have a way of getting old and moldy, and you can't see what you need to see, and that is valence. On a list, you can't see what's more important. Yes, you can put a little star on it, but it doesn't give you any flexibility, flexibility to change your mind or to consolidate I'm really not in favor of a flip chart, although for some plants this is a move forward because flip charts tend to get us into making lists, lists of what's wrong, the problems. I have something else in mind. I want you to give it away. So on your visual scheduling board, create another section and focus on the components of, what, of your pain, a place, a place to put your pain. In my language, I call it another dimension of meaning on your, on your visual display. What is eating your lunch? You need to be able to see. But one of the things that you will see is what's eating your lunch. Capture that. The materials are hard to find, mostly because the handlers are putting them too far away. The materials are incorrect, mostly because the purchaser's Uh, are mixed up in the office. Whatever it is, capture that and begin to work that. Mm -hmm. So we're going into our next break, 
and uh, I will complete your question when you when we come back and then move on to I think I can do another couple. See you in just a moment. Thanks. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, hi, this is Gwendolyn. Welcome back to the third segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We are in the midst of digging into our mailbag and answering questions from you. We'll be doing this every four to five weeks uh, as a regular, and we will draw from the people who uh, send us emails. We will give five books away a month. You can take your pick of the books. You can find them on Amazon and just pick one of them that you want, and we will be happy to provide. Um, And we will also give a book away to people whose uh, questions we use on um, on the air. If you call in, we will also give you a book. And, you know, I, th- I like my books very much. They've got colored pictures, work that makes sense as 500 colored pictures. Call in with your questions. You're not interrupting. You're very, very welcome. We're happy to hear from you. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. So just before the break, we were talking about, we were dealing with Julieta's uh, question Carmen's and Jorge's. I told you the story about Trailmobile, where there was such a desperate need for simple information like, what am I supposed to be doing today, that um, people created for the first time on the planet a visual schedule, or so they thought. It was a breakthrough moment for them, and I was not going to spoil it. I was over the moon. So if you want to visually lead, you must create margin for yourself. And that means you have to attack your problems. Now, your problems are going to be similar to 
or connected to the problems your operators are having, but there's still a separation between operator problems with my, which might have to do with gauging or using the wrong material or getting the wrong spec and your problems, which, it, which are normally at the beginning on a logistics level. Remember, your new job t- title is leader of improvement. Leader of improvement. And the first improvement you're going to lead is improving your own job. And we do that through visual displays. Capture your schedule and then have a component of what's eating your lunch, a component on the board of what's eating your lunch. Slowly, those will begin to blend. And when you get more practice at displays, you'll be able to make your scheduling also focus on the problems that are are standing in the way of a smooth and level, fixed and firm schedule. Okay? So you can have a second board or a segment of your visual scheduling board. Put your pain in it. Capture it. And for you three... Julieta, Jorge, and uh, Carmen, for you three, I want to suggest to you that you work just on one board. You can figure this out on your own. I mean, you can do as you wish, but I want to suggest to you that you just focus on the scheduling and the visual display of one of you, not three of you, because if you split apart, you're not going to have enough strength to get the support you need if you work in parallel. So just work on one, and we call this the A cycle. Learn how to do it with one focus so that you learn how to do it. And then once you get something in place, the second person can create a board of their own. And once you get that robust, the third person can. And you know that third person is going to get the benefit of all the previous learning. So don't spread yourself too thin. You're already spread thin if you're working in the garment industry. You're already running around trying to make things work. Okay, and talk to your boss about it. And tell me of your progress. Send me photos. I'll send you books. You send me photos. I send you books. I love photos. I want to see what you're doing. Make sure to create a before, and a before can be just blank nothing, you know, just the line the way it is, and then your steps along the way. I wish you the very, very best of success in this. You are on the right track. Great question. Keep going. What you are doing is important. Keep doing it. Let's move to our third question that actually has something to do with the first two, and this is from John S. in Ohio. He works in a utilities plant, and he says, I can't change what my boss wants on my scheduling board, but the board doesn't help me. It helps her. What do I do? So if, the, if you have inherited a scheduling board either from the previous supervisor or from your boss, use it, work it, make it, make it work. We better do that. But then create a small section, as I was saying to our group of three, a small section that is focusing on your pain. That's what you do. You just create that, okay? And you capture what it is that's troubling you. I do not suggest that you keep it a secret. You'll have to find a way to capture it visually. For example, the material was late three times before noon. Between noon and three, it was late four times, or the wrong material came once, 
afternoon. Too much of the right material came before lunch. Find a way to meter it, to measure it, to find out what characteristics are different and to characterize it and then to go after it. You as a supervisor will probably have to create working alliances with other functions. For example, material handling or planning. Do that. It's always a little scary to step out of your immediate circle of intent. But you know what? You're becoming a leader, and you might as well try that on for size and get good at it. Mm -hmm. Great question, John. I gave you a short answer. You still get a book, but if it wasn't complete enough, please send another email or call. Uh, Let's see, the number, call the office, 503-233-1784, 503-233-1784, and say you're a radio listener, and um, we will schedule some time with you. Fourth question, and this one is from Marianne. She's from New York City, the East Coast, my hometown. And she says, who who updates a visual display? I'm a supervisor. Who updates a visual display? And what happens if they forget? And she writes in little parentheses, they forgot. They forget all the time. So she's got a visual display. She's got, for example, scheduling and then her pain. But the people on the scheduling who are supposed to be updating it are late, and so she doesn't have one of the fundamental requirements and outcomes of visuality, which is the truth. She doesn't have the truth because the truth changes. In a factory, it's a very dynamic event. So here's what you do. On each board, you always put who's, you have somebody who says, I will update this, and you have the person's name, and you have a backup, And you also have when they're going to update it, by when, how many times a day, and if there's a second shift, you do the same thing, and if they don't update it, you get some crime scene tape, and we usually give it three intervals. If they haven't caught up in three intervals, in other words, if there's three shifts, and on the fourth shift, it still hasn't been updated by everyone, you put crime scene tape across it. Usually you have a visual workplace coordinator to do that because you don't want to be the heavy. Someone who is in charge, whose job it is to make sure that the, um, that the displays are updated regularly because they have to be. If you're not telling the truth through visuality, the truth is nowhere to be found because it keeps changing. Okay? So I had a wonderful time with you today. I want to wish you well. I got a sign off. I'm late. This is Gwendolyn Gallowsworth. Keep your letters coming in, and I'll see you the next time. Bye. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.